Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Crew First Culture Podcast. This is Jeremy. Thank you for spending some time with me today. So getting right into the content, I dig a little bit deeper into a, uh, a thought that I put out a little while back as a post on social media, and that's this. The foundation for a proficient team is individual responsibility focused towards a collective goal. So one of the reasons that I wanted to use this as a topic for a podcast is because it got a lot of feedback from people that, that enjoyed that thought that, you know, got some, some good reflection from it, got some good conversation with their crew from it. And I think, I think there's a lot of good that we can kind of get into with it. Uh, the, the second thing, the second reason that I would like to bring it up and, and get more into detail of it is because I know there are a lot of people out there who are like I was a couple years ago. And by that, I mean that don't really understand or never really been introduced to the idea of the playbook mindset. And so I guess that's a great place to start. So what does that mean? A playbook mindset for us, my crew, it means something because the those words are words we use. Well, that might not be anything you know what the heck I'm talking about. So the playbook for us is basically our writing assignments. We've got a document that that basically kind of describes the jobs of, of each seat in different situations, different scenarios, different scenes. You know, if, if it's a, a multi-story standpipe uh, apartment complex, this is what every seat is doing. If it's a single-story residential house, this is what we're doing. If we are assigned search or if if you're a if you're somebody that likes the the VES, if if that's what we're assigned, this is what we're doing. It, it talks about how we're going to handle a traffic accident, or different things like that. So that's our playbook. And so, kind of the reason that I said that you're you there are a lot of people out there like I was is because up until a couple of years ago, I didn't know what writing assignments were. I have never been introduced to writing assignments. So that means that 17 plus years of my career, we operated in, in all those different crews that I was a part of. We never operated within the, the boundaries of writing assignments. So what does that look like? If, if you're somebody that doesn't understand that because writing assignments is all you've ever known, well, it, it looks like chaos. It looks like a freaking mess is what it looks like. You know, basically our assignments were, if you're in the back, you know, we, we, we run four man engines. So if, if you're one of the two firefighters in the back, if the fire is on your side, then you have the nozzle. That was it. And, and so what that means is that nobody knows what they're doing at all until you arrive on scene. You know, you, you might have an idea of, 
of what side the fire is going to be on. But chances are you probably don't because, you know, you don't know what direction you're headed down. You're facing backwards. There's so much going on. If you are in the back seat as a firefighter, you literally do not know what you're doing or going to be responsible for until you get on scene. And, and so from a firefighter's perspective, it sucks. It's, it's a mess. So turning that into, you know, towards the perspective of the officer, well, nobody has any assignments. Nobody knows exactly what they're doing. So what does that mean? That means that the officer once he gets on scene, has to dish out every assignment that needs to be done. And so it doesn't take much to really look at that from a, you know, a stand back a couple feet and think, gosh, there's got to be a better way to do it. <laughs> and there is, there's, the, there's a much better way to do it. But looking back, I, I never, I never knew that. I, and, and, I mean, I get most of, you know, we're talking about an 18 year period, all but probably eight years of that. I was, you know, either a firefighter or a driver. I was a, an informal role in that process. So I had no control over how we operated. But even those years as a, as a lieutenant, which is our first officer, I still never understood the benefit of having writing assignments because I was never introduced to them. So there are a lot of people out there. I, I know there are because I was one of them till just pretty recently that have not been introduced to writing assignments that have not been shown how great of a benefit they can provide to everybody in that, that rig. If, if we put them in, in play, and so that's kind of our playbook mentality now. You know, that playbook helps us so much. And so, you know, the going back to the, the statement that I made as far as the topic of today, the foundation for a proficient team is individual responsibility focused towards a collective goal. That's That playbook mindset is what came that is what that idea came from. And that is our goal. You know, that is the goal that these writing assignments give us. For me, and I say it all the time, as an officer, when we pull up, I might say, you know, a couple little things just to, to make sure everything's clear, like, like inch and three quarter to alpha side. Uh, this is a two and a half. We're hitting a two and a half first, two and a half moving in with an inch, you know, something quick just to make sure that everybody knows what the starting point is. But after that, after, after those five or six words max that I'm going to say to them, I don't want to say another word to my people until I meet them at the front door, ready to go in. And here's the thing, unless Unless there is something that happens that causes us to call an audible. There are conditions that change. There are hazards that become present. There are 
you know, victims or, or other variables that present themselves that we have to address in a different order, then we can call an audible. But that's the beauty of it. I don't have to tell everybody what they're doing. Everybody knows what they're doing. The only communication that I'm going to have with my people is in case something changes, then we audible and we change it. And that's it. It's so easy. I don't have to focus on anything but the stuff I am supposed to be doing. You know, I, I shout out a, a few words and, and give them a starting point. Then I'm going into my initial radio traffic, the, the scene, the size up. Um, I'm walking around. I'm getting a 360. I'm focused on my 360. I'm not focused on if my nozzle guy is pulling the the line right. I'm not focused on if the right person has the irons headed to the door. I, I don't I don't worry about any of that because I trust my crew to do the things that we have set forth in the playbook to do. So that allows me to be clear and and focused on those tasks that I should be focused on. And man, I'm I'm telling you right now, I I, I spent probably six years, I think, as a lieutenant and and at least one, a little over one year as a captain before I really realized what I was missing. And now seeing how much easier it makes my job, there's no way in the world that I would ever not have that in place. And so I really want to share that message and, and share the importance of how great of a tool writing science is, especially to the officer, because you take so much off of your plate and, and it makes it so much safer for everybody. But kind of going back to that, that main topic, the, the proficiency. That's the main goal of the writing assignments. You know, like I said, I, I, am, I, I hate micromanagement. I hate it. It's one of my biggest irritations and pet peeves and, and everything else negative you want to put in. That's me with micromanagement. So I'm going to do everything I can not to be a micromanager. Sometimes to a fault. Sometimes I am probably too far on the other side of that scale. But I am not going to micromanage anybody because I work with adults that I should trust to do their job. And if, and if I can't trust them to do their job, then some, some things need to change. I am most likely not being a very good leader if I can't trust my people to do their job, especially a job that, I mean, that's, that's what we do. We, we fight fire. We should be good at that. We should be good enough at it that I just trust that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. And so just to kind of to give a quick example, you know, we're just talking about a just a basic residential house fire. Nothing, nothing crazy, nothing out of the ordinary. You know, I'm not going to say anything to anybody. I'm going to be getting out, going through my radio traffic, doing my walk around, heading around back to the front door, masking up. 
my firefighter right behind me has got the the nozzle it doesn't matter where the fire is he or she has the nozzle that is their job so they are going to be pulling the line they're going to be getting it stretched out they're going to be putting it in place then they're going to be masking out the guy or or girl behind the driver is on the irons they've got forcible entry so i don't have to tell them you've got forcible entry They've got forcible entry. They know that. They're getting the irons. They're going to the front door. They're opening up the front door however they need to. Then they're masking up. And then we all become one team again towards that collective goal of getting inside. That is our collective goal. So I'm doing my own thing, my personal responsibilities. The nozzle person is doing their personal responsibilities. The irons person is doing their personal responsibilities, their, their individual responsibilities. We're all doing our own, but they're all focused towards a collective goal of meeting at that front door, getting inside and doing what we need to do. And so, you know, I, I just, I, I hope that you will look into this. If this is something that you've never heard of, if this is something you've never really experimented with and please look into it think about it because it is going to make everybody's job so much easier and you know what i just described is a as the most basic fire scene that we're going to encounter it's it's super basic but you can still make that scene very complicated and and very overwhelming if you don't prepare yourself and your crew for that but that being said, that is the most basic. Just take that up a notch or two or three or four. And we're talking about a, you know, a multi-unit fire in, a, in an apartment complex. How are you going to handle that? You know, hopefully, hopefully once you get these writing assignments out, you get a good idea of, okay, if it's a single story house, this is what we're going to do. If it's a single story house that requires a line extension because it's got a long setback, set this is what we're going to do. If it's a multi-story unit that requires a line extension, this is what we're going to do. You know, just you don't have to try to map out every situation that's going to be put in your lap, but make it comparable to your district you know if you don't have any apartment complexes in your district then your playbook is going to look different than mine you know the if you if you don't have any long setbacks in your district your playbook is going to look different than mine make and tailor your playbook to fit your crew in, in your district and and here's the most important part of it once you get that on paper once you sit down and, and really nail out what looks the best to, to, to work and, and flow the best, get out and do it. You've got to do it because I cannot tell you how many times we've gotten out and worked on playbook stuff and came back to the firehouse and completely changed everything because how it looked the best on paper, it didn't flow the best on scene. You know, we've, we've got several different little complex or uh, apartment complexes 
you know, very different complexes. There's, and I don't know, I don't know how all the, the buzzwords of, of how you describe all these complexes, but there are at least three to four different styles of, of apartment comp- complexes that we will be fighting fire differently in each one. <coughs> and so you, you can't just say, okay, if it's an apartment complex, this is what we're going to do. We have to basically separate it, break it apart and, and know, okay, if it's the, you know, trying to come up with the name here, the uh, whatever, <laughs> the Danforth, Ridge Apartments. This is how we're going to 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 establish it. If if it's a main street apartment complex, this is how we're going to fight the fire. And so I got got my words confused there for a little bit. I was trying to figure out if I'm going to put real names or not. But, but whatever, you know, the names doesn't don't matter. It's it's what you have in your district. And so, you know, we've trained on these different style apartments and have a pretty good idea of of how at least we're going to go into it wanting to attack it yeah like i said there might be things come up that change how that happens but that's a quick fix that that's something that you you see what needs to be changed you make and communicate that change to your crew and and we change it together and and keep moving It's not that big of a deal, but you have to do these things ahead of time. This is, this is a pre-planning activity that that we have to put some effort into and and put some investment into. And like I said, it's, it's great. It's a huge step to have it written down. You know, if you can get to that point, that's awesome because you're, you're a lot better off than a lot of people out there, but it can't end there. You've got to get out and practice these, these situations to make sure that what you have on paper is actually what is going to flow the best on scene. Because like I said, it, it is amazing. It, it seems like almost every time we do something, especially at these apartment complexes, we'll, we'll go out and, and we'll run through the scenario how they are on paper and we'll kind of figure out, well, what if we did it this way? And, and maybe, maybe you do this and I'll do that. You know, we kind of switch a few roles here and there, especially if we're talking about searching and, and through windows and, and multi-story things like that. You know, we're, we're carrying ladders, we're carrying water cans, ticks, you know, all these different things. Well, it's easier for the officer to get the can if the, you know, the, the nozzle firefighter is getting the ladder, you know, whatever it is, just, just work through it, figure it out. Because I, I promise you, it's going to make your life so much better. So really that's, that's kind of what I wanted to, to get out. That's the thoughts and, and the, the content that I wanted to share because I, I feel like it is so important and I feel like it is something that a lot of people just don't know. You know, if, if you, you've never been introduced to this, you don't understand how great of a tool it is. And so I, I, I'd love the idea of 
sharing different playbooks. You know, mine, mine looks a lot different than even the districts around me, but I can look at theirs and kind of get an idea of, of what maybe we can do a little bit different or a little bit better. You know, that's, and that's how I got introduced. This is not something that I came up with my, all my own. It was, it was a, a crew on a different shift and a different, at a different station that I kind of heard about started their own playbook, their own writing assignments. And, and I got a hold of that and started looking at it. And I was like, man, this, this looks really cool. You know, we need to, to do this. So then we just started creating one of our own. So anyway, I will, I will leave you with that before I start rambling and talking in circles. But once again, to, to leave you with the statement and the, the idea that, I, that we started with is the foundation for a proficient team is individual responsibility focused towards a collective goal. Let your people work. Let your people work on their individual responsibilities while you work on your individual responsibilities so that you all can be focused towards that collective goal and so that you can all achieve and, and get to that collective goal a lot faster. If we're all keeping our hands in everybody else's responsibilities, nothing is going to get done near as fast as if we just let people do their work. Take responsibility for what they are supposed to be doing and meet at that goal and get done what needs to be done. So that's all I got today. Thank you very much for, for spending a little bit of time with me again. Like I said, hope that I said something that kind of stirs a little thought in you that maybe adds a little value to, to your life or your career. If you've not heard of this, reach out to me. I will send you a copy of what ours looks like to get, give you an idea of maybe where to start. If you have, and you want to see ours just to, to compare, I'm more than happy to email it to anybody that is, is wanting to see that. I believe it's on the website as well. I'll, I'll look that up and anybody that DMs me, I'll, I'll make sure that you can download it from there before I say it, but have a great week. And I look forward to talking with you all again in the near future. Until then, stay humble and do work.